everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to learn and share stories about how God works all things together, writing a story of good, because He is faithful and good. Think about it, 2020 has turned many of our lives upside down, so who couldn't use a major dose of hope? I'd like to ask you to share this podcast with friends or on your social media outlets and perhaps review it on Apple so others will find this podcast easily. Every Wednesday, I'll be chatting with a friend who I know and respect, one of our Redemption Press authors, who will not only share a personal Romans 8.28 story, but also help to give you tips and tools for your life journey. Two episodes a month, we'll have an additional interview with a well-known author, and sprinkled in along the way will be additional Romans 8.28 stories from our She Writes For Him Bootcamp graduates and others the Lord brings my way. So let's get started. So hey, Athena Dean Holtz here, and I had to reschedule one of my guests from this week's episode, which caused me to ask the Lord, do I just use one of my other interviews that was scheduled for another time, or what? And the answer was not long in coming. This is an amazing opportunity to spotlight the faithfulness of God as it has unfolded over the last seven days. If you've been listening for any length of time to the All Things Podcast, you know the theme of this show is Romans 8.28. And the events of this week were such a powerful example of God's character and how He really does work all things together for good. I just had to take the time to share what He has done. So let me set the stage. I am actually recording this segment from the beach on Anna Maria Island, which is next door to Bradenton, Florida, where I first served on faculty at the Florida Christian Writers Conference some 21 years ago. So let me just say, you might hear some background noise that is not normal for the podcast. Right now it's raining and I'm in a little tiki hut on the beach It's not raining very hard, but it kind of comes and goes. Later on, you might hear pelicans or seagulls crying as they fight over fish from the ocean, just a stone's throw away. Okay, so back to the story. I had heard about Billy Wilson, who was the co-founder of the Florida Christian Writers Conference, along with pastor and best-selling author Peter Lord. So I have to tell you, his book, Hearing God, was a game changer for me. And it had impacted my life in such an incredible way. I just wanted to teach at the conference that he had developed out of hearing from God. And Billy was his administrative assistant, so they had co-founded the conference, but I didn't know her. And she only invited faculty that she personally knew and trusted. So a series of events ensued, and we connected when I was in Florida to do some interviews for my first book. 
consumed by success. She then invited me to serve on faculty at the 1999 conference, which was February of that year. I served on faculty numerous times up to 2012 when Eva Marie Everson, who happens to be a best-selling author and president and founder of Word Weavers International, took over the conference when Billy realized, okay, it's time to hang it up, pass the baton, and retire. So for those of you who don't really know my story, I need to throw a little backstory in here because it has everything to do with what happened over the last seven days. In a nutshell, I survived a dozen years of incredible spiritual abuse and loss after publishing a book for a man who called himself a pastor, but was anything but that. After I walked away from those 12 years of abuse and began to unpack what had happened, the more I researched what I'd been through, the more clearly I understood that what I'd been involved in was a Christian cult led by a narcissistic sociopath of a bully who quoted scripture out of context to get broken individuals who didn't know enough about the word to challenge him on his use of the text. And he did that. He quoted out of context and cherry-picked scriptures just to get people to go along with his agenda. And that experience left me emotionally, mentally, relationally, spiritually, and financially bankrupt. He had maneuvered his way into manipulating me to give my company, Wine Press Publishing, my $3.5 million, 20-year-old, reputable publishing company to him and his so-called church. In late 2011, when God opened my eyes to the deception I'd been under, I walked away with nothing. Actually, it's probably more realistic to say less than nothing. And I began to process what had just happened to me. My blog was named notafraidtotellmystory.com and through my writing and unpacking of those 12 years, I exposed the evil of the leader and the doctrine he promoted. And let me just say, Ephesians 5.11 tells us, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness rather expose them. He proceeded to create a fake news website to smear my name and destroy my credibility, and then sent legal documents to every conference I'd ever taught at and threatened to sue them if they ever invited me back on faculty. Eva Marie Everson received the indictment and said, fooey on you, and invited me back for the 2013 conference. Since that time, I've served three or four times on the Florida Christian Writers Conference faculty, and it really is a big part of my redemption story as God put me back into the publishing industry with Redemption Press. 
So when Eva Marie and her organization took over the Florida Christian Writers Conference, they created an annual award in honor of the dedication and incredible hard work of Billy Wilson and named it the Billy Wilson Matthew 516 Award. So imagine my shock when this year at the conference award ceremony, as Eva began to describe the winner, how she'd been given a lemon, actually many lemons, and went on to make lemonade, but didn't stop there. She actually went on to set up a lemonade stand and started helping others turn their lemons into lemonade. Well, I have to say the rest of her words were a blur as I began to realize she was talking about me. So to be awarded this honor spoke so deeply to my spirit. It has been the cry of my heart to shine for him in everything I do, spotlighting his faithfulness every chance I get. And for this award to be the Matthew 516 award just blew me away. So let me just quote the scripture for for some context here. Jesus is talking about not putting your light under a bushel and having it putting it on a lampstand so so everyone can see. Well, verse 16 goes on to say, "In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven." So this one woman stopped me after the celebration and shared with me. She said, Athena, I've been watching you from afar for over 20 years. Before you got sucked into the cult, while you were under their influence, after God delivered you, and all that he has restored to you since then. You shine so brightly, and I am so proud of you. She said, the word says, let another man praise you and not your own lips. And you have just seen that, Athena. It hit me as she said that, that there were so many people on the faculty and even some attendees who had watched me rise to prominence with wine press, fall into captivity, receive deliverance from God, healing from Jesus, and then restoration of all that the enemy had stolen, plus some. Well, I I am just in awe of how God works and glorifies his name and shows off his faithfulness in technicolor. Then to have two other Romans 828 moments during the same week, one at the beginning, one at the end, they were bookends to my time there. The fact that Linda Shazo was leading worship was another full circle that blew me away. You may not recognize her name, but we've all sung her worship songs over the years. More Precious Than Silver, Ancient Words, and Be Magnified, just to name a few. Well, I'd met her in 2010, right before Wine Press was transferred out of my name. Her book, More Precious Than Silver, The God Stories Behind the Songs of Linda Shazo, was published not long before I walked away and started blogging about my 12 years of spiritual abuse. She was caught in the crossfire and had to pull her books out of the warehouse. 
These types of situations have always weighed heavy on me, knowing that my bad decision to let the company fall into the wrong hands was traumatic for so many authors. As Lynn and I reconnected on the first day of the conference, she could sense that regret lingering in my heart. Athena, look at me in the eyes. Listen to me, she said. I forgive you. Tears just poured down my face as we hugged. I felt the heaviness leave and his peace return. She extended grace to me when I did not deserve it. She was, Jesus was skin on. That's what she was to me that day. What a way to start the conference. Then the last day of the conference found me at breakfast with Leslie Santa Maria. She is an editor who was there teaching the continuing class on children's books. She was brought onto the faculty at the last minute when award-winning children's book author Michelle Medlock Adams had to cancel. I was so excited to reconnect with her. She was the one who was doing the editing at Wine Press and was actually the editor who tried to raise the red flag about the faulty theology espoused by Tim Williams. As we unpacked to the best of our recollection, she remembered second-guessing herself and being more tentative than she should have been, feeling some sense of regret for not being bolder, realizing what that manuscript had led me into. So I had to share with her that I pondered the entire process of grooming that ensued as Tim and his wife Carla warned me against anyone who would question or speak against the scriptures and the way Tim presented them, proclaiming that anyone who did not agree with his interpretation really doesn't love God with all of their heart. And of course, it was his opinion that if that was the case, they were an idolater, which means, as scripture says, we should have nothing to do with them. I was able to reassure Leslie that even if she'd been more confident and bolder with her warning, it really wouldn't have changed anything because I'd already been drawn into their web, manipulated into rejecting anyone who so much as raised an eyebrow. This was such a healing moment for both of us. She hadn't followed my journey and didn't really know all that God had done. So I had the opportunity to share his incredible faithfulness and that filled her with hope for her own life. Oh yeah, then there's that, hope. My first few days of the conference were a whirlwind of meeting conferees who'd attended our She Writes for Him online conference in May. I heard one story after another of how God moved in their lives during the conference in significant ways, unexpected ways, ways that had nothing to do with their writing and everything to do with their writing. In short, God met these women, healing hearts in living rooms, home offices, bedrooms across the country and around the world. It was holy ground and a sacred time for so many. So talk about the faithfulness of God to provide this idea to give hope 
to those whom God is calling to write and speak and declare his goodness. On April 3rd of 2020, we were just doing our normal Redemption Press thing. And just one day later, in a New York minute, the Lord orchestrated the idea of an online conference. So many were quoting Esther 414. And who knows that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. It was everywhere. People were using that scripture. And it's great scripture. Don't get me wrong. But the piece that kept resonating with me that no one was quoting was the first part of Esther 4.14, where it says, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. That just jumped out at me, and I'm like, I do not want to be that person that God asks to declare a message, and I remain silent. And he has to find someone else to do it. I don't want to be that person. And I felt such a sense of urgency that we needed to be equipped to declare with either the written or the spoken word or both to bring hope to others during this life-altering pandemic. So the conference idea was born to make the most of our time as we're sequestered, stay-at-home orders, all of that. Who knew that God wanted to do some deep healing with the women attending so they could be prepared to not be silent, but to share the hope they have in him. Right before this idea came, I'd started doing daily Facebook Lives called 21 Days of Fearless Courage. I knew I needed to speak up and encourage others to do the same. And it just grew from there into a conference and then into the She Writes for Him boot camp. Now, I don't know if you can hear the noise behind me, but it is starting to rain. And I am underneath this grass hut. So uh, it is really, really dark clouds over the water. And you can see the rain happening out there. But it's just now hitting over here. So if you hear that noise, you'll know what it is. Okay, so let's circle back around to this week. The morning after receiving the award, and right before my bookend breakfast with Leslie, my version app declared their scripture of the day, Proverbs 11.25. Of course, the second part of that scripture was what jumped out at me. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I cannot tell you how encouraging it was to see that scripture in action and to realize that my heart to proclaim the faithfulness of God was refreshing others. And so I, in turn, am being refreshed, not just with the award, but with the stories of so many whose lives had been enriched by the faithfulness of God in something he allowed me to be a part of. So then the cherry on top of this amazing God-sized Sunday, just a bit ago, I went in my car to grab something out of my suitcase. I pulled it out of the outside pocket and along with the garment fell a beautifully designed square card that said, 
For you are my handiwork, Athena, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which I prepared in advance for you to do. Ephesians 2.10 I have no idea who put that in my suitcase or how long ago, but I just now found it and it refreshed me all over again. You have to understand, when you're under the spell of a narcissistic, sociopathic bully who tells you that you're wicked and you're going to lose your salvation if you don't do what they say because they speak for God, that you need to repent for who you are and be like him and his wife because they have the inside track to God. Well, you have to understand, when you hear that message over and over again for a dozen years, even after counseling and a ton of healing, the doubts still resurface. The lies of the evil one still come to accuse and condemn, twisting scripture to cause doubt and unbelief and shame to resurrect. But how faithful our God is, who knows my struggles and meets me at just the right time to encourage me with his affirmation that I am right where he wants me, doing just what he called me to do. So when I called home the other night to tell Ross about the award, he said, wow, it seems like last time when we were at that conference together, something was going on behind the scenes that was really hard. And it you were on the phone a lot and it was just really serious. And it kind of created this cloud over our entire time there. He, sa- he asked me, do you remember that? So let me give a little backstory. When I was here in Florida in 2013 teaching at the conference, I took a few extra days after the conference and spent a few days at this beachfront bungalow called Cedar Cove, which is actually where I am right now. But then I was single. I had been divorced 13 years at that point and had not been on one date. I was really whiny. And every time I saw a couple walking on the beach, holding hands, I would be so sad, complaining and whining to God that it was really taking way too long for him to bring me my Prince Charming. Of course, little did I know what he had coming in less than 12 months. He planned, already had it all worked out, to deliver me into the arms of my knight in shining armor after his late wife of 49 years picked me out for him. So I brought my pastor hubby Ross with me when I taught in February of 2016. And I took him back to all the places I went and pouted about not having a husband. So in full circle fashion, I was able to have him with me at all those places, the conference and Anna Maria Island, rejoicing in his amazing faithfulness. But that was a hard time for me business-wise, so it was a bittersweet trip. I was busy putting out fires long distance because we had some dire financial struggles, and an author who was verbally abusive to my staff, just trying to navigate that and cut her loose to protect my staff, was in the forefront of my mind. 
My attention was focused on resolving the issue, so it was really difficult to celebrate the way we'd hoped. To look back at where we were as a company four and a half years ago and see how far we've come, how completely different the company culture is and the team is, the financial stability and how strong it is now compared to those days, all the systems we have in place. I mean, we're talking night and day, and it is stunning. So Ross's memories of the struggles during our last visit caused me great rejoicing now to look back and see all that God has done to work all things together for good in so many ways. I really do stand in awe of the faithfulness of God as I ponder all that he's done, all that he is doing right now, including the thunder and the lightning and the rain out here under the Tiki Hut, and everything he has planned to do in the future. I am just in awe. I know he is sovereign and he can be trusted. I know my days are in his hands and I am right where he intended for me to be encouraging others to find and declare his faithfulness. And remember the character of God that he always works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Amen and amen. This is Athena Dean Holtz, and thanks for hanging out with me today for this kind of out of the box podcast episode. God bless you all. Bye for now. Well, thanks for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to recommend the Redeemed and Restored podcast that I host over on my YouTube channel on video and on audio as well. Check out AthenaDeanHoltz.com for details. So thank you for listening today, and I'll see you next week as we continue to spotlight our Romans 828 God, who really does work all things together for good. Bye for now.